0: Thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast. If you'd like to know more about our ministry, you can check us out on the web at hillsideassembly.org. You're about to hear a message from our current message series, and I hope you open your heart and mind to hear a word from God today.
1: Stand with me as we begin our service and sing the song, Thing, Thing, Thing.
2: Own as we play it just one last time we will sing Come on, let's lift his name high this morning. Give him praise, church. Hallelujah.
1: Lord, we worship you. Thank you, Lord. We're going to sing just one more song before Pastor Eric comes. My testimony.
2: So that I just can't get over My name is registered in heaven My praise belongs to you forever This is my testimony From death to light. Cause grace rewrote my story I'll testify By Jesus Christ the righteous I'm justified This is my testimony. This is my testimony. Come together, sons and daughters, bought with blood and washed in water. Sing the praises of the Spirit, Son, and what he started, yes, our God will think what he started, yeah. this is my testimony, from death to life, his grace rewrote my story, I'll testify,
1: by Jesus Christ, if I'm not done, he's
2: not done with us yet. Sing this with me, if I'm not dead, you're not done, greater things are still to come, oh I believe, if I'm not dead, you're not done, greater things are still to come, oh I believe, if I'm not dead, you're not done. Greater things are still to come. Oh, I believe. If I'm not dead, you're not done. Greater things, sing it one more time.
3: Oh, I believe.
2: If I'm not dead, you're not done. Greater things are still to come. Oh, I believe. If I'm not dead, you're not done greater things are still to come oh i believe this is my testimony this is my testimony from death to life because grace rewrote my story i'll testify by jesus christ the righteous i'm justified Let's praise Him now. God, we worship You. Thank You for the testimony You've given us. We will glorify Your name. We lift You up, Jesus.
0: I want you to know you got a testimony this morning. You came to church. On a snowy day, you got a testimony. Oh, man. Are you ready for the presence of God today? Man, I believe God wants to do some great and awesome things. Lord, we just pray right now. God, we welcome your presence here. Spirit, pour out your blessings. God, because you love your people. Lord, I pray today would be an amazing, amazing testimony of your grace, your love, your power. Lord, I believe that there are people in this room that are about to experience breakthrough in the relationship with you. Lord, you are the most important thing this morning. Lord, we give you praise, glory, and honor, and God's people said, amen, amen. You can be seated this morning. I want to do things a little bit different today. Um, let me give you just a couple of announcements, and then we're going to go right into the, the message. Uh, some of you have been asking about Michelle Malarney's Celebration of Life service. I also received news. Um, Brad, is a teenager. Uh, she passed away on Friday, and so we are currently in the process of putting together that funeral service, and we'll get the information out to you once we, once we know that for sure. Uh, Sunday, March 19th, which is next Sunday. You want to be here. I know you came today. Trust me, you want to be here next week uh, because we're going to have an absolutely amazing time because it is Missions Sunday. Uh, It is our yearly time where we talk about missions. We're going to do faith promises where we're going to say, yes, I am going to let the Lord speak to my heart, and this is what I'm going to try to pledge to missions every month. And uh, I believe this is a great time, and God just really honors it when we just get before him and say, Lord, we're going to make a commitment to missions this year. Uh, So Joshua Ernst will be with us. He'll be our guest speaker. He'll be at 9 a.m. He'll be here in the sanctuary, so there's no grow groups next week. He'll be here in the sanctuary. He's going to be sharing about his missions endeavors uh, with the university. Uh, He's a Chi Alpha director for our state. He's going to be talking about what God is doing, I am sure, not just here in Wisconsin, but across the U.S. right now, is amazing things are happening on our college campuses. So he'll be here sharing that at 9 a.m. At 10 a.m., we'll have our worship experience. Uh, Josh will be speaking again. It's going to be absolutely phenomenal. We'll do our faith promises. We also have two students, uh, two of our college students, that are looking at uh, endeavoring into missions this summer. Jeremy Schultz will be interning uh, with a missionary, Marianne Adams, in Indonesia for three months. And then... Uh, Ali Kaja, who is on our worship team a lot, she's in Spain today on a missions trip, uh, but she will be back in the states, and then she is going to Alaska. Uh, so they, we have two videos from them. We're going to talk about that, and we're going to give you an opportunity to give to help these college students go on their missions endeavors this summer. We'll split that special offering between the two of them. Uh, so we're going to have a great day, and then finally, we're going to have a spaghetti dinner uh, or a spaghetti lunch afterwards. So we want to encourage everybody: stay, 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 stay. Uh, and it's a free will offering downstairs for the spaghetti dinner. Um, but if you don't have anything to give, stay, because you have everything to give. We want to get to know you. Um, that is far more important to us. And so please come and be a part of lunch next week. We want to connect with you. And speaking of that, after our service, if we could get some help setting up tables downstairs, we would greatly appreciate it. Um, so now I'm going to jump into the message. Kids, we're going to keep you upstairs today. My message is not going to be long. I'll probably make you laugh a couple times. Um, we're going to keep everybody together today. Originally, we were going to jump into Acts chapter 6 today. Um, we were going to look at Stephen, and we were going to talk about commitment and structure of the church. And I just want to tell you this. If you came to church this morning, you're committed. Uh, I don't think I have to preach that message to you today. Um, so I came in yesterday. And God began to speak to me and say, I don't want you to share this. I want you to hold on to it for two weeks. I was like, all right, great. But I need you to tell me what I am supposed to share on because I have no clue. And uh, through a series of things, this began to just be laid on my heart. And then it's been confirmed twice to me since yesterday. I know that this is the right word for us today. There is no question. And so I'm going to share just a little bit. And then we are going to open up these altars. And we are going to spend time in worship with God. And we are going to see what God will do today. How does that sound? We're going to get real with God. If you've got a Bible with you, you can turn to Psalms 103, verses 1 through 10. And if you're with us online, we want you to check in today. Let us know that you're watching and follow along with us because the blessings God has for us here, He's got for you as well. I was just talking to a couple yesterday, and they said, we've been watching online And they said, when you guys worship and when the preaching happens, it's like God just comes right through our computer screen uh, into our kitchen and living room, and it's amazing. So God's moving in all sorts of great ways. The title of this morning's message is this, forget not his benefits. He's the Lord, my soul, and forget not. Right there, verse two. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your disease? who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Man, I need some youth renewal this morning. I'm a, come on, speak it if you need it. Shoveling all this snow, while we need some youth renewal. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. Mm. He works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. Wow. As a teenager, I lived in Abilene, Texas in the early 90s. One summer day, I remember joyful shouts filtered into our house from the outside, and I went to the window and peered outside to find out what was so amazing outside. I heard laughing and giggling. I peeked through the blinds and watched as two young boys were splashing in a thick stream of water that was gushing out from the fire hydrant. You ever ever seen that? ever been a, all right, how many of you have ever played in a fire hydrant? Come on, let's get real with God this morning. A couple of you. All right, that's all right. The altar call's coming later. You guys can repent. I know some of you like to play in the water. And here are these two kids were. they were splashing in this thick stream from this fire hydrant. As I think back on that moment, the overflow of water reminds me how God pours out his blessings on all of us and how important it is to recognize the Lord daily loads us up with benefits every single day. Although I know He's done countless good things for me, when my car check engine light goes off, or when flu invades my family, or when a relationship threatens to be unraveled, my frustration threatens my view of God's blessings in my life. How about you? Sometimes in my frustration, in my poor attitude, the blessings seem more like an infrequent drip from a faucet rather than a flood from a hydrant. Maybe that's why in Psalms 103, David reminds us, forget not all his benefits. And to help us, he lists a torrent of blessings for believers. He reminds us that God forgives all of our iniquities, all of our shortcomings. He forgives them all. He heals us from our disease. He redeems our lives. He crowns us with loving kindness and satisfies us with good things. Today, I want us to walk out of this place acknowledging God's abundance instead of overlooking the overflow of blessing. Forget not all his benefits. God is pouring out his spirit across our country in absolutely incredible ways. Every week I hear more and more things about college campuses experiencing an outpouring of the spirit. No preaching, spontaneous worship, an amazing repentance. It's not loud. It's not a show. It's not orchestrated. It's not even organized. People getting saved, healed, set free. Students and adults who've been drugged like that for religious structure. And it is changing lives. There is an outpouring that is happening, and we've experienced a different move of God than we've ever experienced before. I know I am in my personal life. Services have been sweeter and sweeter, and we've seen God begin to do things that are different, and he is just getting started. Can we remember the benefits that he has given us as a church? We just had an annual church business meeting. And man, we should celebrate what God has done in and through a little church in Ripon, Wisconsin. How is it possible? Only through God. Only through God, what we do for, what we're able to to contribute in missions, what we're able to to do to serve our city, only through God. His benefits have been so good to us. told somebody it's like the You know, the little train that could going up the hill? It's like we're the little church that can through the power of God. Thank God for all he's done through and in our church. He is good. And he is doing new things. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature, a new creation. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. God loves the word new. He loves the word new. I also think God is a massive recycler. He loves to take something beat up that's been used for one purpose change it, transform it, restore it, and use it for His glory. I want you to know God wants to do new things in you. The passage that I just read about, we often, uh, almost always, associate it completely with the salvation experience, which would be correct. But there is also a newness that keeps coming in our relationship with God. It's not one and done. It's not one time at an altar. It's not one time that I give my life to Jesus. I give my life to Jesus daily. And when we do that, there is renewal daily available in our life. Like a flow from a hydrant that's available to us. But can I tell you that the enemy wants you to not see or experience the flow? You can be standing in the midst of the blessing, But when you are under attack, when we're under pressure, we're in the midst of hardships and challenges, it is really hard to see the flow of God. The enemy sometimes I think is like a a giant peacock, right? It's a pretty big bird, right, by itself. But it's it's a decent-sized bird, but then then he gets his feathers and goes... (laughs) And he's like six times his size, right? And like, look at me. And I think that's what the the devil does. I mean, he's he's a pretty big bird. But then he gets in front of us and he ruffles up his feathers and he's like, no, you can't see what God is doing. He wants to block your vision. He wants us to forget about the blessings and the promises found in his word. He tries so hard to do it. But behold, new things have come. Behold, new things are coming, church. That's worth remembering, and that's worth praising. That he is not finished. He's not finished with this church. And I want to tell you more importantly, he is not finished in your life. He's not finished doing great and new and awesome and amazing things. God is on you are in this place. 1 through 6, and there I will give you my message So I went down to the potter's house, and I saw him working on the wheel, but the pot he was shaping from the clay was marred in his hands. So the potter formed it into another pot, shaping it as it seemed best to him. Then the word of the Lord came to me, and he said, "'Can I not do this with you?' God's wanting to do something new in you. Because the structure of our church as, as a corporate body, but also the structure of us individually, must begin to be transformed for the new things God wants to do. The word says that you can't put new wines into old wine skins. What God is wanting to do, we've got to let go of some of the things that we've held on to and say what God wants to do is so much more important. Do we have what it takes to allow ourselves to be put on the potter's wheel and to be reshaped and remolded? I think that is the longing of our Savior's heart. Is spend time in my presence. Come spend time with me. I'm not done. I'm ready to work in you. I'm ready to do something new in you if you'll let me do it. Will you let God do it today? It's just not, I got saved and now I wait till heaven comes until I'm called home. It's I got saved, and now God is going to begin to work on me until I get to go to heaven. God wants to pour out something new in your life, something new in your mind, something new in your spirit, something new in your body, something new in your family, something new at your job, something new in your relationships. You're not stuck You're in a prime position for God to remold your life and do something new. But come on, don't you ever feel stuck? Let's just be real. Let's just be real. Let's just put the church facade away. Put the self-righteousness away. Life is tough, and sometimes it beats the living tar out of us that's real. It's real when, when you, you start losing things, like your livelihood. You get fired from your job. Your business burns down. You lose the loved one. They pass away. It's real. It hurts. It's hard. But in the midst of that, God wants to do something new. I watched a special the other day on, I think it was Discovery Channel or History Channel, one or the other, but they were out and they were talking about waves and there were this giant ship. I mean, it was huge. huge. It's one of the biggest vessels I've ever seen. And they're in this storm. I mean, this is like one of these, these ships that you see that carries all the cargo. You know, it's got, I mean, it's just massive. And they're in this storm and all of a sudden there's this wave And the ship is going upside like this, going up this wave and coming up over the other side. And I'm like, if I was on that boat, I'm like, we're going to get crushed. (laughs) And doesn't it feel like that sometimes under the weight of real life? These waves come, and sometimes we've got these rogue waves that show up in our life. Like we're just going along and we're doing life and, and everything seems to be good. And we're celebrating God But there's these crazy things in life, real life, called rogue waves. We're out of nowhere because of some seismic plate that moved or something that happened somewhere else. It can go paddle boat. (laughs) All right? (laughs) You shouldn't be in the ocean with the paddle boat anyway, but you definitely don't want to be out there with a rogue wave. You're going for a ride. And it can seem like we're about to get crushed by life circumstances. You're not stuck you're in a prime position for God to remold your life and do something new. God sees your heart. He knows how hard it is. But if you can still your voice, your inner voice, and just listen for the Holy Spirit, God can do something powerful in those moments. I want you to have a breakthrough today. So I'm going to tell you how to do it. How do we do it? How do we do it when we feel like we're being crushed by the wave? How do we do it when we feel like we're stuck? How do we do it when we're so frustrated we can't see anything? When the peacock is blinding us from the blessings of God, how do we do it? I want you to find one thing this morning that you can be grateful for, that you can be thankful to God for. Just one thing. One thing. Just one thing. It doesn't have to be massive. It could just be, I was able to get to church today, and I want to thank you for that. God, I thank you. I still have a job. It may not be the job I want, but I'm thanking you that you gave me this job. God, I thank you that I was able to pay my bills. I thank you that I got groceries in my fridge. Whatever it is, everybody's got something different. I want you to find just one thing, one thing. Think about it right now, one thing. One thing that you're thankful for. Two days ago, we had this snowstorm. Got, I don't know, eight between 8 and 10 inches. I woke up that morning. I went outside. Snow's over. I'm standing back in my backyard, and it's pristine. Skipper's maybe gone outside, right outside the door, used the restroom, that's it. But there's no tracks. There's no nothing. And I'm walking out back with my dog, and we're standing there in the snow. And I look at him, and he looks up at me, and I go, where's your ball? Because he's got a favorite orange and blue ball that's in the backyard. And he looked at me and almost like he could grin. And he started jumping like Tigger from Winnie the Pooh, all four legs at exactly the same time. And he's bounding in the yard. And then he gets to this spot and he looks at me and he tilts back his head and then he shoves it in the snow. He looked like an ostrich. (laughs) I'm like, what are you doing? And out of the snow, and what do you think he had in his mouth? The ball and he would not let it go. <laughs> when we are crushed, when we're overwhelmed, find one thing to be thankful for and hold on to it with tenacity like Skipper in that ball in the middle of the snow. I don't know how he could find it. I don't know if he could smell it, if he's got good memory. I sure didn't know where it was. But he knew where it was, and he wasn't letting anybody else have it and you got to cling to that one thing you're thankful for. You got to start raising your voice and you got to start saying, "Lord, I am thankful for fill in the blank." Let's do that right now this morning. Come on. What are some say something you're thankful for this morning. Let's be real. What? Your husband. Come on. Somebody got brownie points this morning. Come on, somebody else. Something you're thankful for. Everybody's got one. What was it? Ooh, I like it. What else? Oh, come on. You're alive this morning. Come on, speak them out. Come on, don't let everybody put you down. Come on. Let's hear some. Kids. Come on. Come on groceries. Somebody's eating lunch today. Come on. The church. Come on. here you say it. Come on. It's still going in Jesus. And a healing of your granddaughter. Come on. And what happens when we start being thankful? We'll find something else to be thankful for, and we'll find something else to be thankful for And if we can just let that inner person inside of us begin to praise God for the things we're thankful for, the wave begins to disappear. Remember, we've got a God who walks on the water. Bring up a picture of that wave again. In the scripture where Jesus goes out and walks on the water to the disciples, it wasn't a calm sea. The disciples thought they were going under. The rogue waves were coming, but walking on the water was the master of the water. His name is Jesus. And when he got on the boat, he said, waves be still, and they were if we begin to praise God, if we begin to just go, I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful for this. And I'm serious about verbalizing it out loud. I'm not saying you have to yell in your house, but find a corner in your house, go into that laundry room, go into that bathroom and begin to just get on your knees and say, God, I'm thankful in the midst of your hardship. And God will begin to break through the darkness and flow into your life and do something new. And what seemed like a trickle will be that fire hydrant of a flow of the spirit in your life. That's what God wants to do. And it starts with making a decision to be thankful in our mind, combating our own attitude and saying, I choose to be thankful today. And as God begins to break through, then we grab a hold of the fruit of the Spirit. And we grab a hold of the armor of God. And we begin to grab a hold of the promises. And now, all of a sudden, the thing that seems so overwhelming and so big that was going to crush us, the flow of God seems to be overflowing that situation. And we have confidence to walk out because our master walks on water. And he walks through waves. Katie Schultz, come on up here. I want to do some preaching with you. I don't have this quote in my, in my notes today, but remember last week, uh, D.L. Moody, there was a quote, and I'm going to paraphrase it. Step into the opportunities that you're in, and then you'll be faithful to have more opportunities to come. And I'm paraphrasing big time there. A couple years ago, Katie faced a wave. It was massive. About seven years ago, five, six, I don't know. It's a couple years ago. It's a few years ago. Um, but Katie, just for those who don't know, share a little bit of what that what what happened a couple years ago.
4: Yeah. So in 2016, I had a. Um, I was diagnosed with liver failure. So I was 16 at the time. And um, so I was listed for an organ transplant. Um, After waiting for one year on the list, I um, had a call and um, was taken down to Milwaukee to receive the transplant, which unfortunately immediately failed. And I had um, blood clots throughout my body, uh, which was blocking off blood flow to the new liver. Um, So I needed to get another transplant uh, and so I was listed again at the top of the list. And um, miraculously, a week later, I received the second transplant. Um, and I've been doing really good since then. Um, but that's not to say there haven't been challenges. <laughs> um, I think even now, with like follow ups and stuff, um, uh, you know, the doctors are so quick to say, like, oh, there's so many things that can't- life, and he continues to be.
0: Katie, what are you doing this Saturday?
4: So on Saturday, I'm going to be speaking at the Rushford Town Hall. I think it is in Eureka at 9 a.m. Um, it's a ladies' like celebration ministry. So if you want to come listen to my story and um, hear what the Lord's been doing in my life since my transplant, we would love to see you there.
0: Come on, that's some powerful stuff. I doubt that when you sat in that hospital and Pam and I came to visit you, you had any thought that, be faithful in this moment, God would do something like have you speak
4: in a community no, to a bunch of women. especially because I'm such an introvert and I'm really uncomfortable speaking in public. <laughs> so, but that's mm-hmm. just how the Lord works, I think.
0: God's doing new things. So. So, what I'd like to do is, I'd like to have Katie come stand down here, and I'd like the ladies of our church to come around her. Because somebody on Saturday, their life is meant to be touched. And I believe that God's going to use this woman in mighty, powerful ways. So, we're going to pray. Lord, we thank you for Katie. Lord, just a few years ago, the wave was bearing down, the rogue wave came, and it looked almost hopeless. But you hate that word because you are a God of infinite hope. And you orchestrated amazing things, and you put this incredible puzzle piece together. And Lord, you have been faithful. And like a fire hydrant, the blessings have flown. God, I know it's not always been easy. There's been mountains and valleys and rogue waves and storms. But you have been faithful. God, you're doing new things. God, we pray that your spirit would come upon and anoint Katie for Saturday. That there would be supernatural boldness that would come upon her to share her faith and to speak into women's lives. Lord, she may be young, but God, she has a fire of the Savior in her. And she has a powerful testimony. And God, I pray that you would anoint her and use her and bless her in incredible ways and that, Lord, like a fire hydrant that would just be uncorked and unscrewed, there would be a flow next week that would come out of her and that, Lord, your spirit would move across that room and settle upon women's lives and bring restoration and healing and miracles and hope and that, God, you would have your way. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we give you praise, glory, and honor, and God's people said, amen. 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 Worship team, if you'd come and get ready. This morning, I gave you guys, I, I had you work through this process, find one thing to be grateful for. Everybody should have at least one thing this morning to be grateful for. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to go into worship. And we are going to worship God in this place. And if your life has been through the ringer, I want you to start focusing on that one thing that you're grateful for. And begin to just speak it and share it and to allow the Holy Spirit to begin to move in you. These altars are open. We've been talking about this for weeks. This is not a place of shame. This is a place. Of shame. It's him wanting to do something on the front row and just get closer, just move. And I know there's always this thing well, I can just stay in my seat. That's true. God can reach out and he can touch you. I'm not saying that he can't. God moved. God moved himself at Calvary. He endured and went and walked and carried his own cross. He moved. I think sometimes just physically moving to acknowledge, God, I'm I'm physically moving my presence to encounter you sets an atmosphere for God to do something powerful within you. Can I just tell you, God's presence has been in this place all morning. I don't know all the things that he wants to do. But I know he wants to do something new in you. I know he wants to move in your life. And I know he is here. And if we lift our voices in praise and worship, he will respond to you. If you come to this altar and you begin to lift up the things you're grateful for, He will respond to you because He is mighty and He is gracious and He is loving. Let's worship the Lord, Ravi.
2: I could sing these songs.
3: All that I have is a hallelujah. Hallelujah.
2: I know it's not much, but I've nothing else fit for a king except for. Much I've nothing else fit for a king except for a high. shy on me, lift up your song cause you've got a lion inside of
3: those lungs, Get up and praise
2: the Lord come on my soul don't you get shy on me, lift up your song, cause you've got a lion on me lift up your song cause
3: you've got a lion inside of those lungs get up and praise the lord
2: sing it one more time come on my soul come on my soul
3: and don't you get shy again
2: and again because all that I have
3: is
1: Luke chapter 1, verse 38, Mary said, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. That needs to be our prayer. God, whatever you want to do in my life, be done. I'm your servant. No matter where you take me, I want to follow you.
2: Be my God. Where feet may fail and fear surrounds me, you've never. My Savior Spirit lead me where my trust is without borders Let me walk upon the waters Wherever you would call me Take me deeper than my feet could ever wander Faith will be made stronger in the presence of. Sing it again. Take spirit lead me. Spirit lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk. Come on. Let it get in your spirit. Let it lead you. Be made stronger. Just one last time, Spirit, lead me. Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders.
3: Let me walk upon.
2: faith will be made stronger in the presence of call upon your name. And keep my eyes above the waves. My soul
0: I don't want religion and I don't want hyper fake spirituality. I just want Jesus. You are so good, Lord. You have new things for the people in this place today, Who, uh, so desperately has been held back from you. You've done all that you can do. There is a promise for you. It may not happen the way that you think it's going to happen. or what you've been searching for, that thing that you've been praying about, it will come to pass. There is a blessing still yet to come. Be thankful for where you're at, for what you have. That blessing is coming. And it will be by the hand of God that it will be delivered to you. we pray for our marriages in our church, in our community, that, Lord, you would do something new. You would restore relationships, set them ablaze with new love and restoration and forgiveness and grace. God, we pray for families across our community that, God, you would do mighty, amazing works, bringing families together, healings happening. Lord, we pray for, there's some teenagers in our community that, Lord, their minds have been under attack. Lord, that they're just, they're desperate. They're they're just, they feel like they have been devoured. And in the name of Jesus, we pray for healing and restoration to happen in their minds, that they would be whole in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray for our college campus and our high school campus. God, what you are doing across the nation, I pray your fire would come to our campus, that God's students would begin to experience the power of God in hallways. That, Lord, there would be something new, something different, something powerful beginning to transform and change our community. And it can't be kept in the walls of the church that you have decided to move. So be it. God, pour out your spirit on Ripon, Wisconsin. Change us. Transform us. Put us on the potter's wheel. God, break us down and restructure us. And God, as a church... God, don't let us miss it. Don't let us miss it because it doesn't fit into the box we think it's supposed to fit in or it looks different. Your word is power. Your spirit is true and amazing and loving and at work in our community. You've put us here for such a time as this. God, you are pouring out your spirit. God, we just want to continue to be a part of it. Lord, do something new in us. If you feel comfortable, would you just grab the hand of somebody, you might have to move, but just make sure, sh- I don't want anybody left alone. Just everybody able to touch one person's hand. to do something in the as we gather together but God I believe in the months ahead as we gather together your spirit will begin to pour out healing we won't even be praying for it or seeking it but in the middle of a sermon or the middle of worship people's lives are going to be touched and healed and changed in this place God, you're the one in control. God, we surrender to you. And we just want to tell you that we love you. And we are thankful for the small and the large things you do in our life. Lord, we pray today for the Thompson family. I know it's a loss, but Natasha is healed and whole. Michelle is healed and whole in your kingdom. Difficult for us, but thank you, Jesus, for your promises being fulfilled to them of complete and total healing. And now they get to watch... And cheer us on from heaven as we continue to strive to seek your face and to serve you. Lord, we give you praise, glory, and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. I think we may have had church today. Before you're dismissed, just give a little direction uh, with the understanding that we're going to follow God. And so what I'm about to say can change. And if, it, if God decides he wants to change it, we'll change it. But um, next week, we've got Missions, missions Ephesus Sunday. Uh, be here. Be here. You'll be blessed. I guarantee it. 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, and you get, a, you get lunch afterwards. Uh, the following Sunday, uh, my plan is to preach out of Acts, and we're going to talk about Stephen and the changing culture uh, of a church that's uh, experiencing a move of God and that service is something that's, that we need to do, get plugged in in places where you can serve. and uh, You may notice there's a table out in our foyer, so you have an advantage. You can beat the rush to go sign up and serve this Sunday. Um, because we've got a lot of things coming up. There's everything on that table from our Easter event, which we're very excited about the day before Easter, to, to love on kids in our community, to share the gospel, invite them to come be a part of our kids' ministry the following day on Easter Sunday. Uh, so there's lots of signups there. We'll go over all this in, in the weeks to come, but uh, there's also back there on Palm Sunday, the, week, the Sunday before Easter, and I, I know I pushed this really hard a few weeks ago. We want to go sing to some of our people that are, are in assisted living centers. We're going to pick two facilities. and Guys, we're going to go love on people. Love on people. So here's the deal. We're going to give you lunch that day on Palm Sunday. We're going to do sandwiches and chips. It's not going to be fancy, but it'll be food. We'll pray over it. We'll only have one sandwich. We'll pray over it, split it up, and put it in. The... No, I'm just kidding. Guys, <laughs> do new things, new things. Uh, we're going to feed you if you want to stay that day, no charge. We're going to practice the songs once here, and then we're going to go sing and love on people. I, I, I want to see 50% of our church be a part of that. One afternoon, two facilities, that's it. We're not going to stretch you out and wear you out. But for weeks, months, so I hope that you, look, we got to mow this lawn because spring is coming, not today. <laughs> Um, But once the grass starts growing, we'd like to mow it once a week. We'd like to trim it every other week. If you're interested in being a part of that, because we don't want you to mow and trim the same day. We want to have a big team. Big team makes it easy. Uh, The lawn probably takes three and a half to four hours to mow. Uh, Trimming, probably 45 minutes uh, to do that. But if you'd be willing to be a part of that team and take a turn mowing and trimming, uh, you could sign up. There's separate sheets for both mowing and trimming. But those are all out there. Last thing is, if you could help us today by helping us set up tables downstairs, uh, so that we're ready to go for next Sunday for the missions event, that would be great, um, greatly appreciated. And one last thing, I will ask this: if you could pray for my family. Uh, my dad has to have a second brain surgery. Um, I will be. My plan is: uh, Riley and I will be leaving uh, the day after, or not sorry, the day after, uh, right after our missions luncheon next week, uh, because surgery is scheduled for that following day, Monday into Tuesday. Um, I'll be gone for a little while. I'm not sure how long, depending on how surgery goes. Um, But if you would keep my father in his prayers. He's doing great. He's very excited. It's all good. He's like, hey, just another opportunity for God to do great and new things. Um, So he's handling it better than anybody else. Um, But if you could keep him in your prayers, we'd greatly appreciate that. Let's pray over our offering and dismiss you guys out of here. Lord, we just thank you again for God being able to come. Lord, as we get ready to give of our tithes and our offerings and our giving box or online, Lord, I just pray, we give out of a heart of worship. There's just something powerful when our heart's in the right place. You are so good to us. You've given us so much. So Lord, as we give our tithes and offerings, we pray, Lord, that you would bless it. You would continue to enable this church to do more than we ever thought possible for the kingdom. And Lord, I pray a blessing over those who give, that you would meet their needs in amazing, amazing, amazing ways. Pour out your blessing like a flow from a fire hydrant. And Lord, as we gather back together next week, Lord, do something new. Do something great. Do something wonderful in your church. Lord, we love you. In Jesus' name, amen, church. If you want to help us out downstairs, I think Chris and Jackie or somebody. Somebody's going to give you direction when you get downstairs, and it won't be me.